Whether it's a leisurely city stroll or you're up for tackling a long-distance hiking trail, we'll get you ready to stretch your legs today on Travel with Rick Steves. Let's start by exploring a city that essentially still looks like it did in its golden age of the 1600s. Amsterdam is an enticing mix of timeless and modern, assembled on a human scale. As you walk along the canals in the heart of the city, you'll encounter more bicycles than cars, plus street musicians, cozy shops, and lively cafes. If it's during the tourist season, you'll also bump into a lot of other travelers. Our guides for enjoying Amsterdam on foot are Tim Tendick and Rolinka Blooming. They've logged many miles taking visitors around Holland. Thank you both for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Now, Tim, you're an American who's guided a lot in the Netherlands. When somebody's planning a trip to Amsterdam, what are the options for neighborhoods you might choose to stay in? I've kind of approached Amsterdam from three different angles. One, staying outside the city itself and taking the train in, and that gives you the chance to start right at the central train station, which is a beautiful way to first encounter Amsterdam, right at the heart there of the traditional Dutch East Indies company. And then as well, in the uh, down in the museum quarter, there's some great places to stay there, and then you're really close to some of the finest art in Europe. And then the third one I did this last trip when I was over there for the holidays was I stayed just east of the station and found a nice little Airbnb in there. It's more of an immigrant neighborhood with a lot of uh, interesting shops and different restaurants. And then you just jump on a tram and you can be anywhere in Amsterdam within a few minutes. Assuming you embrace the public transit, you can basically be anywhere from anywhere in a couple of minutes. I mean, it's so good. Uh, Absolutely. You got trains leaving four times an hour from nearby towns. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us like to stay in Harlem just a half hour away, which Mm -hmm. is just a charming town as a home base to see the big, crazy city. The area out you talked about, the um, museum area, that's also by Vondel Park. It is, right down in there. So you're near the Van Gogh Museum Mm -hmm. and the Rijks Museum Mm -hmm. and the Modern Art Museum and the Concert Hall. And and the Stedelijk. And the beautiful Vondel Park. So that's more of an elegant neighborhood Mm -hmm. that with a lot of old, feels like mansions that have been turned into small hotels. Mm -hmm. And then the immigrant neighborhood you talked about. Mm -hmm. Now that's interesting. You'd probably be able to locate that on Airbnb. Yeah. And that would give you a little more characteristic 21st century peek Mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. Amsterdam life. Absolutely. Go up a little narrow staircase that creaks as you climb up and live as the Dutch do. So you have all those options. Now, of all the Americans that you've taken to Amsterdam as a tour guide, what are some of the misperceptions that strike you that Americans have that are overturned when they get there? There's kind of a full circle to it. People come in sometimes with the idea that Amsterdam is is best known for its two, what we might consider vices, the sex industry and marijuana. Uh-huh. And they come in and people think that's all there is to the city. And before long, they realize Amsterdam is an incredible place with more history than any other place I know and a pivotal place in the history of Western civilization. I, w- I would go that far. And then um, after spending some time there and seeing that side of things and really getting to know it, you understand why those first two are part of that history. They're not at the top of it, but they're more symptoms of the liberty and the approach versus the point themselves. So there's sex and there's drugs, and they but are there. that's sort of a, um, a result of its importance from a trade capital mm-hmm. and, a, and a maritime mm-hmm. center. Rolinka, we always throw around the word the Dutch golden age. Uh, you grew up in the Netherlands. What does the Dutch golden age mean to the Dutch? That's far before I grew up. <laughs> far before, hundreds of years. So we're talking 17th century, 1600s, uh-huh. when the country was a tiny country like it still is today, but the boats were everywhere. So East Indies, West Indies, they brought back um, spices and tea and coffee and salt and pepper. 
That's when Washington. New York was named New Amsterdam. New, New Amsterdam. Just as a reminder mm-hmm. that the Dutch were everywhere, a little country. Uh, yeah. But let's say we're, we're settled in the Netherlands, wherever we want to make our hotel. You've got different uh, regions of Amsterdam that you could explore. If you're looking for charming Amsterdam, cute Amsterdam, you're not going to walk down the main street, Damrak. What's Damrak all about, Tim? Damrak is kind of a sort of Dutch Cancun kind of tourism circus at a certain point. And that's actually, speaking of the public transit, if you're going through that area during a a peak season, you need to allow extra time because sometimes there's so many pedestrians the trams can't get through. Damrak is kind of a problem for the locals with all the tourists. Yeah, days. most of my Dutch friends, when they cycle around town, they'll get close to the that center, and then they actually go all the way around the main canal zone right. because there are a, a lot of visitors there. There, there's a few towns in Europe that actually have too many tourists for the locals: mm. Barcelona, Venice, and Venice, Venice right. uh, maybe Vienna, and uh, Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rolinka, what is that like from a Dutch point of view? Do you feel like you overrun? Is it Does it put people in a bad mood, or do they just say, well, this is what butters our bread? I've seen it changing. So I lived in Amsterdam in the 90s for about 10 years, and still, I mean, I worked in tourism already, so tourists were there. But nowadays you can't compare it, and you just need to be very aware and careful, and there's all this noise. Uh, probably you don't want to hear this. I huh? want to hear what's that, all, yeah. From I the mean, Dutch point of view, what's the... People are a little bit upset. You need a balance. Like in, in Venice, there's no more balance. Right. I think in Vienna, there's still a balance because you have a larger population, mm-hmm. where in Amsterdam, it is the largest city of the Netherlands, but still, it's only 750,000 right. inhabitants. And if there's at a certain moment more tourists than locals or areas where the tourists are because they're just at a very small area where they are, and that the locals don't want to go there anymore. People are loud and not respectful and coming out of the pubs. And and if you don't work in tourism... It's sort of like uh, an annoyance. And and yeah. there is this image of Amsterdam, of the red light districts and the marijuana shops and so on and the parties. The Dutch really know how to have a good party. You're, you're, what is it, the Queen's birthday party, the Queen's Day party? Uh, it's a king now. So it's now so it's it's a king's, king, party. king's Day. So it goes from Queen's Day to King's Day, depending on who's on the throne. Yes. This is one of the greatest. Can you describe what that's like in Amsterdam? Yeah, so it's when it's the birthday of our king, which is William Alexander. It's in April, last one of the last days of April. Uh, we all just go nuts. So we'll dress in orange. We'll have some orange makeup, orange hair. We'll go out on the street. Nobody goes to work. Nobody goes to school. We'll set up some kind of gigantic flea market or like how would you call it garage sale Uh everywhere yeah we'll reserve the little spot in front of the house or on the bridge or some kind of strategic place to sell more stuff you can bake cookies you can put your child with a guitar uh, making some money that day (laughs) there's music everywhere it's it's very cultural so music festivals everywhere and we'll drink and there's so many boats in the canal you can almost walk across the canal from boat to boat (laughs) yes (laughs) April, yeah. Every time I stumble into Amsterdam at that time of year, I just go, whoa, this is an amazing, amazing... Have you been to the party, Tim? I got to that once, but I I thought it was such a fun part of Dutch hospitality that when it switched to King's Day, you had a lot of tourists who weren't necessarily following the the specifics of the Dutch royal family. So people showed up for Queen's Day. They showed up on the wrong day. And the Dutch, seeing all these people show up with their cooperatively orange shirts and everything, (laughs) said, okay, we'll throw another party. So they threw an impromptu kind of ad hoc Queen's Day, even though they didn't need to anymore, just to make sure they had a good time while they were there. Rolinka Blooming and Tim Tendick are our tour guides who specialize in the Netherlands. They're taking us around Amsterdam right now on Travel with Rick Steves. 
hey, Tim, let's pretend you're showing your friend around Amsterdam and you want a kind of an intimate walk along a canal that laces together a couple of interesting sights. The one that I, I recommended to a friend just a, about a week ago was he was going down to the Rijksmuseum and then uh, for somewhere to walk after that, if you come out to the Herengracht, it's mm-hmm. the the kind of third one in of the of the outer canal. So Gracht means what? Gracht is canal. And Heron would be the big shots. Right? Yeah, Heron is, is the gentlemanry. The and it's, gentleman, You yeah. can get an insight into the Dutch perspective of, of how they ranked things, that mm-hmm. the, the princes are further out than the gentlemen, and it gives you a sense of hmm. how they view the aristocracy in a country. So the, 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 the gentleman's canal is first and the princess canal is second is further out yeah okay. so the, the top so what, of the hierarchy see along the Herengracht? if you walk along there you can you can see the the floating flower market which is always kind of fun mm-hmm. to see with all the cannabis starter sets and mm-hmm. people taking pictures with them and then as you walk up there's just such a row of beautiful houses and especially on the turns the houses that had more kind of acreage on, on the canal there with the greater windows, those tended to be the houses of the wealthiest citizens. Okay, so you paid according to how much canal frontage you had, and if the canal turns, people on the outside of the turn, you would have a lot of canal frontage. They could sometimes slice them, but if you got it in that inner curve there, because yeah. of just the way it would be hard to get it, that yeah. really showed that you had Those were plenty the of highest end people would yeah. be. Yeah. yeah, so there's some fun ones. There's a house in there somewhere, I found it once and lost it again, where John Adams stayed when he was over there. That's the amazing thing. You walk down the street and see these plaques of yeah. amazing people who stayed right there. And you could make a case that Amsterdam has physically has changed very little in, in several centuries. Hey, Rolinka, a very, very popular and sort of quintessentially Dutch neighborhood is the Jordaan. And we were talking about how tourism is inundating Amsterdam, almost upsetting some of the local people. I would imagine if you lived in the Jordaan, that's your little peaceful enclave and suddenly you've got tour groups walking around taking selfies. How would you, as a tour guide, take somebody through the Ordon to enjoy that characteristic slice of Amsterdam? First of all, I don't think that there's a lot of tour groups there that much. Okay. So that's that's a good thing. I, I think it's more individuals that like to stroll through the neighborhood, mm-hmm. maybe with, with the use of their guidebook or so. Right. No, it's a lovely, lovely area where in the 17th century, the Jordan comes from the name Jardin. So like garden, it was uh, just outside of the big canals where the rich lived is where the the servants lived, the artisans lived. And that area was very much run down in the 1960s. And now they wanted to demolish houses. And now it's back uh, on the map and people really like to live there because it's so much small scale and canals are smaller and... It's one of those districts like the Marais in Paris or the Prince Lauenberg in Berlin where it was working class and sort of uh, mm-hmm. access for the service people to get to the wealthier people and then now becomes quite trendy. Correct. Yeah. It's a, a desirable place to live. Oh, absolutely. And if you walk on a, just a quiet lane, you can find yourself completely away from the modern touristic world. Mm-hmm. What are some little images you might stumble onto? Oh, yeah, you would find, for example, a, a door that you can open and behind it is a hofje. What is a hofje? A hofje is a little inner court, almost like a housing association, for example, for only women okay. or only Catholic women that already existed in the 17th century. And still today, there's women, mainly women, living in these kind of places. And they're open for tourists, but so you need you to know, know the where they to are. Open, you step in and you have a little courtyard with eight or ten humble cottages mm-hmm. surrounding a garden. That's like the Begenhof, but on a smaller scale. Yes, what else might you see if you're walking across a bridge in the Jordan? Houseboats. Houseboats. I just love the uh, the way the canals and the gables of the houses and the people on bicycles. It all mixes together. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking about Amsterdam with Relinka Blooming and Tim Tendick. 
Renika and Tim, thanks so much. Welcome. Thank you. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. Europe Through the Back Door teaches the skills of smart travel. Travel as a political act adds meaning to the journey. And Rick Steves' best-selling country, city, and pocket guidebooks cover every corner of Europe. To learn more, visit the Travel Store at ricksteves.com.